Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and rolling, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Dave Thong! Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is Adam is here. Love me! Roy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? And Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. Well, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough! Welcome the to the Rundown. I'm your host, Troy. That's right, I'm back. Welcome, everybody. Joining me, Sal is here. Welcome, Sal. Why, thank you for welcoming, Troy. But welcome back, Troy. Good to have you, sir. Thank you. And joining us in a threesome, Adam's here. Well, hi. Hey. How's it going, buddy? Not so bad. Nice. Nice. So, Adam. Yeah. What's been going on since last we talked? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Not much has changed since I was on here uh, two weeks ago. Phil, was it? Yeah, it was two, yeah, because uh, no, no, it was last week. You were on last I week. I forced you to. When I was super sleepy. Yeah. yeah. No. You were like, I'm tired. Do I have to put pants on? I'm like, put pants on and get down. <laughs> nice. And then you bitched because I wasn't wearing a shirt. You didn't, didn't say anything about the shirt. Oh. And then I let it go. I was like, eh. As Fair. stated last week, my titties were banging. That's right. Pop it. Pop it. Pop it. Pop it. <laughs> hey, you can bang and pop it. That's true. That's true. You could slap and shit. Sal, what's been going on with you? Uh, a lot of bills, a lot of expenses piling up. Um, you know, adult pro- adultish problems, but no one gives a fuck about that shit. Mm. Well, I heard about it last week. It sounds like you had a, a blast with your car. So. Yeah, it's st- I mean, it's, I still have to come up with the money to fix it. So. <laughs> I thought I thought you were about to say adult products, and I was like, "What the fuck? What kind of bills do you have?" Uh, well, I mean, there, there are products that I do purchase that you know, are only legal in this state honey, that are not legal in yours. I need the dildo invoices do. <laughs> you invoice monthly for that shit. <laughs> Depends on like the dildo. Oh man. Anyway. Dildo of the month club. 
And um, we are quickly approaching the end of this year. This is crazy to me. This mm-hmm. year's just fly by. How was your Halloween, Troy? Good, good. Um, awesome. We uh, we had some fun. Uh, I took the kids down to my family and uh, wound up doing like a birthday celebration for myself too before it. Um, so my best friend wound up coming over too, and because uh, he moved back back home and he lived about a block away from my house, which is how we you know became friends in the first place because we lived so close to each other. And uh, yeah, so got to he went along with us, walked with us on on our trick or treating. Uh, my girls had fun, we had fun. Um, he wound up giving me his uh, old PS4, uh, which was really nice. cool. So I am I am. Uh-huh. Only one generation behind now instead of two. <laughs> uh, and of course, he's like, he, he had like an external hard drive and he's like, there's like 140 games on this. And I was like, fuck yes, there is. <laughs> so, nice. So, yeah, so I've been, I've been playing that a lot. So my, my daughter's been enjoying it too. Of course, she tried to find the uh, most bananas game she could find. So, Goat Simulator was played quite a bit. Nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> Which I, I played too and I enjoyed. Do you know Untitled Goose Game? I have seen it. I do not oh, I do not have it, but yes, I have seen it. Chaos. Yeah. Speaking of game hardware, mm-hmm. my child has said on multiple occasions that he is going to ask Santa for his own switch for Christmas. Oh. He deserves it. I mean you and, and your I, wife I, keep stealing it from him. <laughs> and, and I don't know I, a a uh, uh, in canon way to tell him that Santa is not going to bring him a Nintendo Switch. Just sit him down and Why be not? like, be like, look, the only way that Santa gives out switches anymore is the same way that Roman Reigns gives out switches. Uh, and I didn't really want mommy to fuck Santa, so uh, <laughs> it's not happening this year. You can Adam, you, just buy him a used switch. He doesn't need his own switch. No. Yes, he. How he's many? Mine plenty. Yeah. He uses it more than I do. Nice. This point. He's supposed to. He's a child. <laughs> I mean, I you know my daughter uses my switch as well, but only under my supervision. So not that there's anything in that she can mess with on there and anything like that, but. I mean, I made her own her own profile and like that just to make yeah. sure that she didn't like hop on my fucking like Animal Crossing and kill all my villagers or anything like that. <laughs> no, I, he he I, he reset he restarted my island. I mm. I let him do it because because oh, I, okay. I was like I said I haven't played in, in a while. And, mm-hmm. So I mean that's exactly what he was doing. Like I would log in and shit would be in different places and mm. there would just be flowers just on the ground all over the place. Like ah. Nice. Cut down on my trees. Okay, cool. Yeah, we've been like here. Just do it. Just do it yourself. Nice. If have it's... it. You can read. Yeah. You'll enjoy the game a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Um, if it's not if it's not Goat Simulator, it's been uh, Spider Man, and my daughter's nice. been doing that. And of course, uh, I'm a big Game Grumps fan, and and my daughter has watched it too. And they did like a little playthrough one time of of Spider Man. And so they kept doing like spider kick, spider punch, spider kiss. And so I've been doing that. <laughs> so then when she's playing it, I'm just sitting there and I'm going, hit him with that spider kick, spider kiss. <laughs> so. Hey, hey, Troy. Yeah. Consume prowess. <laughs> I'm 
positive he doesn't phrase it that way. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I I'd heard of them before you sent me that TikTok, and it's it's fucking hilarious. It, I mean, and they've been going on for so many years now. I, I'm sure you've seen. I have a, a hat of them too yeah. that I wear a lot. Yeah. But they've been going on for so long that there's there's so many good fucking bits. There was. Um, it's it's sort of infamous. They did like a, uh, a Pokemon Red playthrough, and while they were doing it, they were they were still working at the time, and so that they would go and they would be playing until like four o'clock in the morning, and so the episodes would just devolve into just <laughs> insanity because they were so fucking tired. They'd, there's a lot of times they'd just be like, "Wow, that's great." I'm fucking tired. <laughs> just keep going, but it was—it's it, really good. Um, yeah. So the. I have no idea what we're talking. About. That's okay. It's okay. No, but I know what it's like to to broadcast with someone who's tired. Yeah. There you go. Tie it all back together. Yeah. Um, I'll, send you the, I'll send you that TikTok. Tonight. There you go. Okay. Yeah, it's great. So now the the part of the episode Jason hates. Uh, what did Troy watch uh, recently on TV? And uh, I started watching. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I started watching Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, okay. nice. I've been meaning to check that out. So I am two episodes in, and uh, there it's like a short story. Uh, it's it's in the vein of like Hitchcock Presents or Twilight Zone or Outer Limits kind of thing. Um, so like each each episode is a different story. It's usually written by a different person, directed by a different person. But uh, Guillermo del Toro uh, introduces them all in like that same kind of vein, like he's Rod Serling. And I, I don't know if many people have ever heard Guillermo del Toro talk. He's a very thick accent, <laughs> so uh, he's got a great voice. It's a lot of fun to listen to. But there are times where I'm like, I was like. I think I know what he said. (laughs) And again, it's like, well, his first language is in English, so it's not, you know, but it's been really good. Um, The first episode uh, had um, Tim Blake Nelson in it, who I think is a phenomenal actor. Uh, he's a character actor. He's been in a ton of different things. I was gonna say the name. The name vaguely rings a bell, but I don't know. Uh, he was in but like. I could a, pick him out of a lineup. Yeah, he was in like uh, Oh Brother Arthur as the brother. Um, he was in. Oh. Yeah, the Ballad of Buster Skaggs. Um, That's the Skaggs. Yeah, and uh, no, I think he was. Yeah, I think he was Buster Skaggs. Yeah, uh, he's been in like the new Watchmen series. It was really good. Like I said, he's one of those guys that he disappears into roles, and you just—he's fucking great. Um, so yeah, so that's been really good. I'm probably gonna cover that for for the Slasher Sanitarium. Um, same thing with the Midnight Club. I'm gonna keep doing that, but I haven't been able to watch another episode of it yet. And uh, started watching the Serpent Queen. Um, which is like a Catherine the Second, one of those fucking ones like that, and uh, it's it's funny because it's like a um, it's a period drama, for lack of a better term, and uh, but they don't have to like embellish anything because shit's just so fucking bonkers back then, <laughs> you know, you know like everyone everyone knows about like Henry the Eighth killing all his wives and stuff like that. Yeah, this is like. Um, 
He didn't it, kill them all. No, most of them. But it's uh, that's the sort of thing. It's just like so you're sitting there, you're like watching, and it's like, oh, this guy gets drawn and fucking quartered, and then like you could look on Wikipedia, and it's like so and so was drawn and quartered. You're like, oh yeah, that happened exactly what the <laughs> exactly how they shot. But the series is great. It's got Cole Meany in it. Um, got uh, um, Samantha Morton is in it. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of a lot of good actors to it, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's I want to say it's on stars, so there's there's some titties in it, which is great. Um, <laughs> so it just reminds me talking about drawing quarters. Just reminds me of this meme that's been going around. Uh, it's like a screenshot. One of those. It's just a screenshot of a tweet. It says, you have to think that at some point being put on the rack for just a small moment felt really good. Right, yeah. Exactly. Um, other than that, I watched uh, Barbarian, which I really enjoyed. Um, and then there's been a couple other other horror movies that I've watched um, that haven't been as good, haven't left a, an impression on me as well. But Barbarian was really good. I don't know if you, if you guys are familiar with that at all. Um, but uh, it's it's funny because it's a, it's a horror movie, obviously, and it's made by Zach Krieger, who was in The Whitest Kids You Know, uh, which is like a sketch comedy group. So it's another one of those like comedy actors who has now turned into a horror movie writer, <laughs> and somehow it really works well. <laughs> but it's got like uh, Bill Skarsgård's in it, uh, Justin Long's in it. That was good too. So. That's not the one from the whitest kids you know that looks exactly like Edge, is it? Um, the one with the long hair. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. Oh. No. No, Zach Krager. <laughs> Wait, go. Zach Krager was the the skinnier one that was the better that was good looking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you've never uh. if you've never seen. Uh, any of the whitest kids you know sketch comedy it was a great fucking show it really was um, <laughs> just go ahead and type in whitest kids you know grape yourself and just enjoy that <laughs> um, Troy I watched uh, the final allegedly Halloween movie oh I have not yet Oh, I thought you did. I thought you did. Okay. No, I watched the one before that, and and I, I've I've heard mediocre things. Yeah, that was my problem. Was I didn't really want to watch it because the the last one, Halloween Kills, was literally uh, the fucking kid from Weird Science going, "Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight," and they said it so many fucking times that it lost all meaning to me. And it, it's become a meme into itself, too, that evil dies tonight. Because they just, like, kept fucking chanting it. And But I, I've heard that, like, they spent the entire movie of Halloween Kills being like, oh, no, Michael Myers has nothing really to do with Laurie. He's just a fucking maniac. And then the last movie is like, oh, no, no, it actually does have everything to do, everything to do with her. So, <laughs> like, they... And they, they film these movies back-to-back, so they shouldn't... There shouldn't be any issues with... <laughs> Like the storyline on it, but yeah, from what I've heard, is uh, he just. I, uh, I really, I really wanted to like it, but it's not a movie I'm gonna go back and watch. That makes sense. It had its moments, and then it had moments that made me want to shut it off. <laughs> nice. So. Nice. I will say I watched Nope, 
um, which was, oh, how was that? Oh, great! The, the trailer looked great. It was great. It was it was great. Um, Stephen Yun from Walking Dead is in it. He does a fantastic job in it. Um, and then obviously uh, Kiki Palmer and, and uh, Daniel Kalula, I think it's pronounced. Both amazing. Yeah, it was like just like the other two Jordan Peele movies had a lot of like layers to it and it's a movie that i'm definitely going to once once it's free i don't have to pay for it uh i'm definitely going to go back and watch it again because i feel like there's there's it's one of those movies where you're going to pick up on a bunch of things uh i'll tell you one thing i picked up on uh kiki palmer's pierced nipples because she doesn't wear a bra the entire time so she's like running and i'm like i can clearly tell (laughs) that you have fucking two little metal balls next to your fucking nipple on that and it's hot I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was really good. It was really good. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Cause I was a fan of the first two movies. I think, obviously, um, everybody loved uh, the first movie, mm-hmm. except for White Spaces. Um, right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but us, I was really a fan of that. I know some people gave it mixed reviews, but I thought it was really good. Yeah, I think that's it's been a good year for horror movies. Um, bodies, bodies, bodies. I thought was a good movie. Uh, it, it really played on a lot of conventions. The Imitation was hot garbage. Um, a lot of people liked X. I I particularly didn't, um, other than the fact that there was a lot of titties in it, which I of course I love. Um, <laughs> uh, the Black Mr. Phone was good. The Black Phone was a fantastic movie. Uh, Mr. Harrigan's phone though was sucked ass. Um, <laughs> the new Hellraiser movie I really liked. I thought it was good. Prey was fucking great. Um, Choose or Dice sucked. Uh, day, day Shift was okay for what it was. It's Jamie Foxx killing vampires. It was more of a comedy than a horror, I would think, but it, it had its moments to it, too. Yeah, it was. it's just been really good. Scream was... Eh. <laughs> so... It was, it, was, it was very mid. Yeah, they slash them sucked, uh, which sucks because I was really hoping that it would be good, but it, it couldn't... It didn't... It, it never figured out what it wanted to do or what it wanted to say or be, so it was like... I. Uh, eh. So, yeah, it's been really good doing everything I can right now not to talk about wrestling because there really wasn't much going on this week. <laughs> really? See, I thought a lot of stuff happened this week. Well, particularly you know. in the WWE. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. So do we, um, do we want to do our things of the week or do we want to do uh, the review of the premium live event first? Um, my vote is for premium live event yeah. first. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we can get into that. We can, if we, if you've got anything to say on each one of them. First off, of course, we have our predictions. So I want to thank uh, myself, Adam, Jason, Sal, our host for all contributing. Uh, Ginger returned for <gasps> for this one. So, uh, God's a juggalo, Bruno Tomas, Dicko Loco. Uh, all of you, why are on there twice? Um, all of you, thank you for for participating every week. Adrenaline in my soul. Iran is gonna bomb this fucking show. And uh, who has access to Alexa Bliss's OnlyFans? Not Fetus Rhodes. Uh, and 
an individual by the name of Dr. Glashan. So thank you for participating. So let's get into it. So Crown Jewel, uh, live from Rudia, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed you not being able to pronounce Rudia. (laughs) You're you're still pronouncing it. I'm not pronouncing it. I, if you're going to tell me I'm pronouncing it wrong, which I know I am, if you're going to, but if it's you're going to be the one to tell me, I'm not going to listen. <laughs> well, I heard Michael Cole pronounce it correctly, so now I know the right way. Gotcha. And what is the correct way? Riyadh. Riyadh. Oh, radio, tell me everything you know. <sighs> nice. A show that almost didn't happen, from what I heard, but you know. Well, so that was blown out of proportion too. Um, not the threat. The threat was real. The location of the threat was blown out of proportion. Ah, that makes sense. Because in case you, in case you're not aware, Saudi Arabia is a very big country, so the threat was like miles away from uh, O Radio, and they apparently were. I mean, they were obviously uh, on alert, and they were, you know, they were listening and everything like that. But from from everything that of the actual news it was like no it's it's not we're not worried about it attacking the stadium or anything like that so we're good so yeah um and of course uh spoiler alert but nobody uh got detained uh no planes failed to take off uh it seems like there was no real issues of course you had you had the people fucking coming out of the woodworks again to say how gross it is that WWE is accepting money from Saudi Arabia while they're drinking a Pepsi which is sold in Saudi Arabia and uh, wearing shoes made by slave labor uh, <laughs> you know that's just a all those thing. products that say made in China yep <laughs> but uh, but yeah I, I mean I, I I'm not that's not me defending it this is still stupid um, for from a business standpoint it's not obviously because it's a lot of fucking money for a lot of money yeah for, <laughs> for very little effort put into most of these shows so yeah. but from you know from a like uh and if you i always tend to look at these as like yeah sure it, they're they're accepting a bunch of money from the saudi prince and stuff like that but it's the saudi people that get to watch wrestling that normally don't get to it's the saudi women who get to watch Exactly. Women go out there and wrestle in less than they typically wear. That get to that that you know, it's the people chanting Sami Zayn. Not even allowed to be in the country. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, and that's that's the real thing. The fans are are getting their money's worth of these shows, and they always show up excited. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, and uh, but again, it's like all the people that love to throw around their fucking social justice warrior bullshit. Like, look at yourselves for a second, there, assholes. All right, because guess what? You're probably listening to this on a phone that was made overseas, and in probably not very good conditions. <laughs> so, just just put it out there. Like, no, none of us are without fucking sin. Like, I know because I have an Amazon Prime membership. I give money to a heartless dick. All right, I know this. <laughs> you know, don't we all don't yes. we all are in the dick. <laughs> it's that's that's just the way it is. From from the taxes you pay that go into politicians' pockets to the fucking brands you pay, like you, it's been said numerous times before. You don't become a billionaire by being a good person. Mm-hmm. So tax. Yeah. Brock Lesnar defeats Bobby Lashley. Brock Lesnar. 
myself, Dicko, Adrenaline, Fetus, Adam, Jason, Guns Juggalo, and Glashen get a point. We need to start doing over-under on, Bob, on Brock Lesnar matches. For, <laughs> first, Six minutes. First of all, okay. I was like, I'm like, what What? Do you, what over-under? If you're going to try to tell me, like, number of suplexes over that, I ain't fucking counting that shit. No, no, just, just over-under five minutes. I bet you a lot of people would cash in. <laughs> but it doesn't, it, it doesn't need to be long, though. No, no, no. Well, okay, so this was an interesting match, because... Bobby beat That's the one fuck out of him. <laughs> match. Yeah. Bobby Lashley dominated this match. And then Brock, kind of inspired by Brett, tried the turnbuckle spot, but didn't get over. So he just kind of laid on Bobby. And Bobby's shoulders are up the whole time. But we'll, we'll, we'll count it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that looked uh, that looked janky. So <laughs> yeah, at least the the match was entertaining for the six minutes sure. it was on. So. They say they're going to be a third one now because uh, they're one and one. But I don't really want to see a third one, nor do I see a place on a pay per view card that it belongs in the near future. Like you're not going to put Bobby versus Brock at the Rumble. Yeah. But as as we said, it was it was nice to see Brock in a non-title match. Sure. Yeah. Um, obviously, it uh, it allowed for there to be some like, well, maybe he will lose kind of thing. You know, it wasn't a foregone conclusion like we've seen in the past. So yeah, all in all, it was it it was what it was. You know, I I, I don't expect much, but I expect to be entertained, and I was. I will say that Bobby Lashley comes out of this looking like a million bucks because after the match, after the bullshit pin, he beat the fuck out of Lesnar and left him laying, and we don't typically see somebody do that to Brock Lesnar. Right. So and that continued, and, and, and it continued on Raw as well, which was nice. So we get this. It's oh yes. kind of like, It's kind of a new, very angry Bobby. Very yes. yeah. Mad Bobby. Oh, we'll get to that with that. <laughs> so what? Uh, um, to segue really quickly away, what uh, what excuse do you think that the stands are using for not reaching a million this time? Because because uh, uh, baseball's done, uh, <laughs> election stuff. The day after yeah. the day after election, everyone was fucking tuning in. Post election coverage. Yes. A, a, a complete 24 hours after the election started, people were still watching that but there's shit. There's so many races that are still too close to call. You know. Yeah, people, people aren't watching news for that. Like they have them on their phone. <laughs> and I was gonna say the people who are watching CNN all day every day are not the ones watching Dynamite. And the, the people that watch CNN or Fox News all day, every day, are not in the fucking key demo that these people love to fucking jerk off over. <laughs> um, yeah, 930k. So they, 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 they right. increased 20k. But uh, I thought I thought that now that the World Series is over that they were going to be good now. Well, apparently not. Anyway. Uh, damage Control defeats Alexa Bliss and Asuka to win back the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. So... <laughs> so that 
That was a fun rain. <laughs> so that happens. Uh, Bruno, Adam, Jason, and Gaza Juggle get a point for this. So let's let's uh, let's take a peek at this real quick here. Because so since uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi quit their jobs, um, we had August 29th was the day that uh, Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez won the championships, and it has been which means. In less than three months, we've had four different title rates. Four, four titles. <laughs> yep, four, okay. fourteen days for them. Damage Control held it for forty-nine days. Alexa and Asuka held it for five days, and now Damage Control have it for six days and counting. And this feud is continuing, as we saw on Monday night. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take this all the way. We're gonna lock ourselves inside war games, which I'm I'm cool with because of, this has always been a thing. It was always going to be damage control in the war games match against Alexa and Asuka and Bianca and whoever else they can find. So we do need two more people. Uh, Sasha and Naomi. <laughs> well, yeah, that's of course people are talking about uh, as a possibility. But guess what? I'm fucking done hearing those two people's names they quit their jobs and every fucking week we hear oh they're coming back now they're coming back now signs are good they're 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 coming back now there's literally a sign in fucking aw dynamite that that mentioned mercedes showing up and it's like again we've talked about this like it said and i because i just watched dynamite earlier this afternoon mm -hmm. if if the elite or mercedes show up i will eat my hat to which I texted somebody when I read that. If I was AEW, I would send Matt Jackson out just for fucking, just for the shit of it, just to crotch shop. The well, Mer <laughs> Mercedes Martinez had a field day with it, of course. <laughs> yeah. Which was cool. Which was good, good on her. But yeah, like I'm so fucking sick of hearing about it. Speaking of people who quit their jobs, hey, CM Punk showed up on commentary for an MMA fight today. <laughs> Did he? Yes. I saw that. Yep. I honestly didn't know yep. that. That's yep. Yeah. News to me, yeah. which shows how far we've come with that. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so I, I get what you're saying about Sasha and Naomi, though, because they used to do this before, actually, with, with Punk back in 2014, that whole fucking year. Was, oh, it's a mystery partner. Oh, it's going to be Punk. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, and then it gets to the point where it's like, I don't even fucking care, because now you've taken like way too long. Um, so we'll see. We'll see who... Um, Bianca and, and Alexa and, and Asuka get to to help them out at War Games. I will say that promo between Asuka and Io on Raw was fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. have you have you watched the um, translated the translated version? version? Yeah. Yep. They, Which makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, and they and uh, long term storytelling. They they called back to a few that they had in Japan where it was, oh, you speak Japanese? I didn't know that. <laughs> so. Oh, see, I didn't even know that was a callback. That was a callback, yep. In, in true AEW fashion, long-term storytelling. Uh, yeah, it was... <laughs> um, obviously, we know that Nikki Cross is not part of Damage Control, but essentially... That's one of my notes. Is she, is she part of them or not? Yeah. Not officially? Going back, just one second before we move on to Nikki. Yep. There, I, saw, I saw a thing online today that there is actually a long-running feud between Tokyo and Osaka. Okay. Much like kind of Boston and New York. Yeah. Uh, so the, so, so the, there, there's that playing into the uh, Asuka EO thing as well. Yep. 
Yeah, they they used to be um, part of a trio with uh, Mio Shirai. Yeah, with um, Mio Shirai, yep. which I literally thought was some kind of fake name that the stands gave somebody else. <laughs> no, it's that it's that uh, it's that energy drink that comes in the little bottle. Oh, oh, I remember Mio. Those. <laughs> Um, but no, no, that is actually her sister, and yeah, they were they were uh, a shield basically. So weren't they like dominant and like beat everybody? Uh, yeah, they were very good. Um, so she uh, she has uh, a bum neck, so she actually is retired, but she is uh, like part time oh. referee. Um, but yeah, they she was oh, I forget the fucking name of it now. Um. It was uh, Triple Tails. That's what it was. Yeah. So it was, yeah, they were really fucking good. They held a bunch of belts and stuff like that. And, and obviously they were the class. That's not the name of a Disney cartoon, like a Saturday morning cartoon. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I was going to say that was Tailspin. And that was Disney Afternoons. Um, no. The, the, the booking between Damage Control and... And uh, Alexa and Asuka, though, it doesn't really make much sense. And it doesn't make me give a fuck about the women's tag titles. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. But actually, we'll talk more about the booking between Bianca and Bailey. But when we get to that. Yeah. All right. Um... I want... I want Nikki Cross to take the title off of Bianca and throw it in the kind of trash, and then and then <laughs> kick, and then use that to kick Bailey out of Damage Control and take over Damage Control, and I don't know, do something interesting with them for once. That would be fun. I like that. Idea. There you go. It's never gonna happen, but you know, um, do the... that was pretty funny though. Nikki is Nikki is absolutely mindlessly staring <laughs> into space as as. Damage Control gives her a prop for winning the 24-7 title. Can I read my note here? Go ahead. I wrote, Huzzah! The 24-7 title is officially almost garbage. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she missed. But that's okay. Um, and then Big Damo tuning out, dude, she didn't play basketball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, and they have officially moved it to like the former titles uh, section I, on WB.com. Yeah. I just... it was It was one of those things where... I know we're bouncing around here again, but everyone was sitting there and like and like complaining about it. It's just like you, people fucking hated this belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it it stopped being interesting once our truth won it for like the thirtieth time. Like the the only time it was ever interesting to me was was when it was him and Maverick. And once this yeah, I was just gonna say when they were doing with the thing with Drake Maverick, I found it. Yeah. Entertaining at first, and then they beat it into the ground, and right, then because, I stopped caring. Because it turned into Truth's going to lose it, that person's going to lose it, that person's going to lose it, and then Truth's going to win it back. He's going to be the t- champion at the end of the night again. Like that's what it kept turning into all the time, and which was a rehash from when Crash Holly used to have the hardcore. Yeah. Down. So then same fucking yeah, deal. and and like everyone hated it when the fucking jobbers would run through matches and stuff like that, chasing after the twenty four seven champion. Like people didn't fucking like this belt, and like Dana Brooke being like all the work it did. It's like bitch, you didn't do fucking nothing. Like nobody cared. <laughs> Nobody cared. Nobody even remembered she was twenty four seven champion. They literally had a bunch of uh, title changes that happened that nobody noticed happened. <laughs> like all of a sudden, like someone else would show up with the belt. You were like, I, I guess that person won it at some point in time. 
Yeah, it sucked. It's gone. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre uh, defeats Karrion Cross by escaping the cage. Uh, this was uh, this was this was one of those situations. By the way, Bruno, Adam, Sal, Jason, and Glashan get a point. Uh, this is one of those situations where, when you watch it, you're like, I understand that you think that that's keeping Carrion Cross strong, but it's still a dumb ending. <laughs> like so I understand opening the door and him being like a couple steps away from it while Drew get, gets out of there is like, oh, look, he almost won, so he didn't really lose. It's like, he's still lost. All right? <laughs> no, no I, I, I hate the whole... And okay. With all the fucking time they took with fucking Scarlet and her bullshit she was doing with the cage door, yep. Yep. he could have fucking pinned it. Right. Yeah. Unless this was no pinfall, because that's all oh, I it kept... Oh, it was pinfall. Oh, then commentary <laughs> fucked it up because all I kept hearing was what's he gonna do now that Scarlet's locked the door what's he gonna do it was pinfall submission or escape I promise everybody especially the, the, our younger fans cage matches used to be good mm-hmm. and they not only used to be good they were like the pinnacle of a few like when you when, when you finally wanted to settle a score you put two people in a cage and we have come so far from that that this whole the, whole the match didn't matter the ending sucked and it's just not even it's just a bore to watch these days yeah. now I I don't particularly subscribe to the uh, faces should never win by escape I've rule. heard that I, I have heard that because it makes them look weak because they didn't actually pin somebody yeah because they shouldn't be you know they shouldn't be trying to run away but yeah. this was dumb this was just dumb I had no problem with Brett beating Owen that way in 94. Of course, they both were on the outside and Brett's feet just hit first, but that to me is more creative than this. This, you're telling me that the the mace crippled him last p- premium live event, but this time it, he shook it off and was able to, to win. Correct. <laughs> and, and it doesn't really help Cross that Scarlet needs mace or he needs Scarlet to use Mace for him to win. Right. Yeah. Or almost win, as it were. And if she hadn't locked the cage door, he may have been able to escape quickly. I know! I don't know. This whole cross McIntyre feud really hasn't been... It feels like fodder. And <laughs> it shouldn't. Like, I feel like when... when then a uh, wet fart. Yeah, I, I feel like when Cross came back, it was it was like this huge thing, and it's just like I don't know. I, I still I still don't care, <laughs> and I cared in NXT, but I just don't really care now. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's the character just well, flat. Cross Cross came back and immediately inserted himself into the world title picture, but has yet to get a world title right. job. Well, fucking deserve one. <laughs> well, Chamber's got to be around to do it. Uh so, the Judgment Day defeats the OC, and this one was a surprise to everyone except for Gods of Juggalo, Adrenaline in My Soul, and Dr. Glashan, as they were the only ones who correctly predicted that Judgment Day would get it. Uh, this, of course, led to the OC gaining a new member on Monday, but more on that in a little bit, I'm sure. <sighs> I don't even remember this match. <laughs> Dr. 
that's okay. I remember that Rhea got involved again. Well, yeah, that was that and was the that was the whole point of BLC getting it. Yeah, where we got to on Monday, it makes sense. Um, for this, it was just like, oh, the OC loses again. So glad we had to bring Gallows and Anderson back for this. Oh, um, just to not that they were doing anything, but just to just to pop Gallows in the balls a couple of times. That's why we brought him back. Oh yeah, and we're we're right back to the fucking. Um, if if it's a Good Brother segment, it's got to involve their nuts, because yeah. that's the only thing that they think gets them over. <sighs> yeah, they they still annoy me just as much as they did in AW. I don't know why everybody's like, oh, they're so much better in WWE. No, they're not. They're not. I mean, they're they're slightly less annoying, but they're still annoying. Eh. And. I was hoping that maybe we'd get them return a bit to how they were when they were originally with the OC, but they seem to have brought their like slapsticky bullshit with them. So yeah, they're uh, they're um, being the elite bullshit yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I'm I'm just wondering when fucking Sour Boy is gonna show up or whatever the fuck he was called. Oh, give it a little bit. Right. Um, I will say that Finn and AJ though have been have been kind of heating up. Well, of and course. That, yeah. I don't mind that being like the the center of all this. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, the match of the big men. Uh, Braun Strowman beats Omos. Myself, Bruno, Fetus, Adam, Sal, Jason, and Doctor Glashen get a point for that. This of course led to. Uh, Jeff Jarrett taking a shot at Braun uh, on Dynamite because, of course, he's going to insult the company that three or four times now have employed him and made him a very rich man. Because, yeah, that makes sense. And paid for his rehab. That's true. Wow. Yeah. He met his wife there. He beat his wife there. He left his wife there. Yeah, I mean, he, he has some memories there. <laughs> Shut up, Deborah. Anyway. <laughs> I was going to say lots of people. Never mind. Well, you know. Um, okay. So, there, there's a spectacle, right? With with seven foot three Omas and, and Braun Strowman. Um, but this match, I don't know. It was, it was Braun getting the shit kicked out of him the entire time. And then out of nowhere, he picks up Omas and hits the power slam and wins. That's the only offense Braun got the whole match. Uh, I was like, uh, okay. Uh, doesn't really prove anything. Like, either way. I'm just, I, I get, I get annoyed with the fact that, like, just because they're, they're big, tall dudes that, like, they, they should be hated on. And it's like, one, y'all fucking loved Andre the Giant, and that motherfucker couldn't wrestle. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like, not everything in a show is for you, specifically. You know, there's going to be certain wrestlers that you're not going to like, and that's okay. Like, they're in, in any show you watch on TV... There are sometimes characters you don't like, and that's okay. There's maybe jokes that don't land for you, but they land for other people, and that's okay. 
Like uh, this whole whole idea that like these two should be fu- like like people are calling for them to fire almost and Braun, and it's like they're big dudes who are are fucking seven foot tall. Like they're a spectacle. Like the Big Show. Like Andre the Giant. Like the Great Khali. Like you know, it's it's there are people out there that like them. Just listen to the crowd reaction. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, crowd loves. So we said we said that last week. This this match. This this match was not for right. this match was right. for yeah. Right. Uh, and that's um, fine. And I, I just didn't care for the booking. Like I don't understand why you why you have Omas dominate the whole match and Braun just does one move to win. But I I don't think these guys are bad. Especially Braun. Braun's obviously much more athletic than Omas, right. but I thought he actually made Omas look good. Well and Omas is trying. He's he's improved. Yeah. He's never going to, Oh yeah. yeah. But it's like, you need to have those different styles, because when you have everybody that has the same styles, you get AEW. And eventually that gets to the point where you're like, alright, I have seen everyone do the exact same moves. Every I was going to say, you can only do so many suicide yeah, dives. So you, you can only do so many friggin' Canadian destroyers. Yeah. So you do variety. You do have to like inject your show with different things yes to be fair it's making it very easy for the programmers of the video game (laughs) that's true (laughs) that's true well uh, and and now we finally get to the point where uh, both companies video games have to start editing people out so that's fun (laughs) one of one of which has to come up with a brand new design for the fucking cover of their their game so (laughs) there's that uh, I don't even know if we're gonna get into all the fun with the fucking AW game and Xbox uh, pass or guest pass or like that, but that was a fun fucking story too. Just yeah, I tell you. All right, uh, the Oozles beat the Brawling Brutes. Uh, everyone except for the guy who clearly wasn't trying. Adrenaline in my soul uh, got that one right. <laughs> Nobody thought the Usos were going to lose to these two guys. All right. Yes. I didn't even think they were going to show up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, okay, I forgot the kingdom of of Saudi Arabia does things a little different than Canada, even a little different than than the UK. You can stab somebody on the plane and still get off in Radio, okay? (laughs) Um, No, this is a fun match, and uh, obviously the Usos are going to win. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But it was good that they defended him. But no. And yeah. Although <laughs> the plot twist. Yeah, sounds as if somebody might have gotten injured during the match, which is not good. No, especially with they are on the cusp of breaking the New Day's record, and they are scheduled to fight the New Day this Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I was going to refer to him as a drunk one, but I realized I didn't narrow it down. But it sounds like Jey Uso may have hurt his hand. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. It's it's definitely... Yeah, but you know what? You can work around You that. definitely like, can, yeah. If, if, if this wasn't the plan, if it was just to beat the New Day so that you solidify yourself as the best tag team of all time, you don't even have to tag in Jay that much. You just come in there and do some offensive game. There's been wrestlers before that have wrestled with broken hands. Yeah, so. it, it's you can work around it, but um, hell, Bob Orton wrestled with a broken wrist for years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I will say this. Um, I thought Woods and Kofi were kind of fire this week on Raw with their oh. promo against the Uso. That was really good. Yeah, un- unsurprisingly great promo between these two teams. Yeah, because they both, they both brought it on the mic this week, and I thought I really enjoyed that. It actually got me hyped for this uh, this match coming up on Friday, <clears throat> even though it's a foregone conclusion. But well, and I feel like enough time has passed since the last time we saw these guys fight that it'll be a it'll be a great match. So yeah, exactly. In the second longest match of the night, Bianca Belair defeats Bailey. And the guys of Juggalo, Dekoloko, Ginger, Fetus, Adam, and Dr. Glashen get a point. This was bonkers, as you would expect, yeah. as the last last woman standing match. Uh, Bianca Belair continues to increase her record, a record set of longest reigning uh, African-American champion, man or woman. Uh-huh. So that is... Uh, awesome for her she's far past 200 days at this point so um which and go ahead and bailey almost died yes <laughs> which time <laughs> that's fucking gold yep. part, man. yeah Holy that golf cart got really scary really fast yeah um but i i give them credit for creativity uh, much more creative than the finish of the match because Oh God! The idea that Bailey was trapped in the ladder, even though by the count of five her shoulder was out of it, and she could have easily just kind of wiggled out of yeah. it. But <sighs> sure, she's trapped in the ladder. Uh, it reminded me, it, dude. How can you not mind that? But you had such issue with duct tape and Batista and Cena. <laughs> Because to me, it's the exact same premise. Because you don't... Because, you know, you're not normally coming across duct tape during a regular fucking... Show. Yeah, I know, but it's like you didn't really beat the person. You just made it so they couldn't stand up straight. In a match where the goal is to make it so they can't stand up. Yeah, the... The idea behind Last Man Standing is that it's going to be so brutal and so vicious that that person is knocked out. I would for a ten count. I would say that the majority of Last Man Standing, Last Woman Standing matches have ended in shenanigans. Like the I'm gonna pistol whip the next motherfucker. With the <laughs> I mean, uh, just just a couple I can think of, like The Rock beating Mankind by using a recording of him screaming "I quit." Uh, Roman Reigns handcuffing was it Kevin Owens? That wasn't the, that was that wasn't the last man standing match, but okay. Go on. I don't know it was the last man standing match. That was an I quit match. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's why he played the recording of him saying I quit because it was whoever said oh, I quit yeah, first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same same difference. Uh, a, lot Owens, of, a lot of those uh, ones are. Well, so that was Reigns. He was supposed to lose because. He well heated the count yeah. of ten, but Paul Heyman couldn't get the handcuffs off. Right. Very I'd rather much. see a Very big bump. The show and I think Brock Lesnar underneath the commentary table. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I that's the thing. I would rather see like a crazy bump, and then like one of the competitors gets to their feet 
by ten, then you know I trapped you shenanigans. That's just me. I, it's never. It's always bothered me during a last man standing when someone is just like trapped. Oh, what have I done? I'm stuck underneath this announce table. Well, that's what I'm saying is that a lot of them end in somebody getting stuck somewhere and no, and not really them just yeah. like laid out fucking dead for ten seconds. Right. Right. But the even then the match leading up to the finish was, was quite good. I enjoyed it. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the golf cart. I was gonna say I thought both girls brought the physicality. Uh, Bailey finding a way to look damn good even though her entire body was covered up. God damn. Um. But uh, yeah, once again Bailey loses. So I think she's uh, she over three since she's come I back. I believe so. Yeah, uh, on a night where the other members of Damage Control get a big win, she loses. So it's like they 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 just cannot have all the belts on them at the same time. <laughs> it's weird. It's not consistent. It's just you're going two steps forward and taking three steps back. <laughs> like the crowning moment of, of of Damage Control would have been Bailey winning that right. Belt. It's not. It's not like other factions haven't, you know, suffered their losses. And you know, um, the, they don't right. always have to all have title belts or anything like that in order in order to be successful. Oh, and I get that. Yeah, I get it's that. The, it's the fact that you have you have the the, the tag team in Damage Control who have now lost and regained the tag belts, and in that same amount of time, the leader. Hasn't won a match, I think, <laughs> or has only won one match that wasn't a part of anything else. Like, so yeah, it's it's Bailey. That's the one that looks weak. The other two don't look that strong, but at least have won championships since they they kind of got brought back. So it's very weird. That's the thing when you have a faction like this, you don't want your leader to look weak. It just diminishes the whole faction. Like you look at at Toxic Attraction. Mm-hmm. And they have ascended to where they are because of Mandy and how she played her character. <laughs> yeah, I almost feel like um, if you're going to have a faction start going after title belts, then you need to have sustained runs. The bloodline is what it is because of the sustained runs that they've had. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the Undisputed Era being like draped in gold, that helped them to become uh, like this huge deal, you know? Whereas you look at something like Hit Row, like nobody gives a fuck about them because they literally do nothing and just lose all the time, <laughs> you know. Yep. That's the same thing. Like AEW's got like the Wingman, and everyone and people are just like that group still exists every time they come up. Like nobody cares about that shit, you know. Dude, even Judgment Day was bad for a while until they got Dominic and started winning, right. and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, this feels so much better now. Yeah, exactly. Alright, speaking of the bloodline, I will go through uh, the results as well before we get into the match. But uh, Roman Reigns defeats Logan Paul. Uh, yeah. But before that, we did have a um, pretty significant segment from one Bray Wyatt. Yeah, okay, go ahead. So, um, I, I found this very interesting because it... It ties in with 
what happened on SmackDown, where he almost killed a backstage person because that's Bray's anger, and that's what Bray's anger gonna do. And then on this promo, he came out there. He admitted for the first time that he was part of a wrestling family, which is not something he has ever said on, mm-hmm. like on in the ring. Um. And then he kind of explained that, like, when he became the fiend, it consumed him, and it and it took everything from him. And then, lo and behold, after the promo, you know, uh, Uncle Howdy comes on the screen, and it's just a bunch of creepiness and very dark references and it's I don't know what the fuck is going on or how this is going to play out but again I'm still very interested and he had the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand oh of course yeah alright Adam what'd you think of that I I thought the promo was alright but did did we need to fly Bray Wyatt to Saudi Arabia just for this no for sure. Probably not. It didn't need to happen here. <laughs> right. We could have just done the little derp backstage with Alexa on the screen. Sure. And that would have been that would have been fine. I don't think we needed Bray in Saudi Arabia. I think the crowd loved it though. I think that that's like a moment for them from this show. Sure. As you can see by all the fireflies in the audience. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that is. A, it's a cool thing for them. But I, I get what you're saying though. Like. That seems like a lot to to have him fly all the way over there, stay in a hotel, and then come out for two minutes and then fuck off. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Alright, Roman Reigns defeats Logan Paul. Everyone except for Adrenaline get a point. Uh, there was no cash-in, so everyone except Bruno, Adrenaline, and Ginger get a point. And the point totals. With two points, Adrenaline, my soul. Three points, Ginger. Five points, Sal, Dico Loco, Bruno Tomas, Gads Juggaloa, myself. With six points, Fetus Rhodes. Jason with seven points. And your winner, with eight points, Adam and Dr. Glashen. Wow, congrats, Adam. And congrats to Dr. Glashen. I'll fight you yes. We'll fight about it. It's <laughs> yeah, Raj. We'll fight about <laughs> it. Uh, it. It's funny that we get that Wade Barrett finally gets brought back up to the main roster, and suddenly, so his genie lift reappears. Wade Barrett said that too on commentary. He's like, Logan, I don't remember letting him <laughs> giving him permission to use my scissor lift. Logan Paul stole uh, stole Wade Barrett's genie. Lift. Yeah, so uh, naturally, what, a lot of what you guys had said and a lot of what we said leading up to this, this was going to be a fun match. And it turned out to be a fun match. Uh, Logan mm-hmm. Paul continued to show that uh, he uh, has legit talent. He wound up uh, completely decimating his knee halfway through this match. And I think gained a lot of respect backstage by continuing to do the match and shit i was gonna say i was i was, I was gonna ask do we know when he got injured like what part he said he says it was halfway th- he was about halfway through but no i i didn't i didn't see it and i didn't see anybody that was able to like figure out when it happened 
So, uh, so testament to him about the fact that like he was able to do that match with fucking like one tendon intact, and nobody was the wiser. Because it wasn't until afterwards when he posted on online, he had a big ice pack in his knee where he's like, "Yeah, so I completely fucked my knee up." And they're like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah no one had any idea. He was he in one night he did Austin Theory's gimmick than Austin Theory's been doing it in two years. You know, he took the fucking uh, the phone and did a selfie while doing a fucking frog splash right. off the top turnbuckle. Yep. Holy shit. That was crazy. And he that, hit it. Like, he nailed it. Yeah. Um, I, I give credit to Logan Paul. He's very athletic. And he is a showman. And, and I thought that this match was a master class in just how easy it can be when you take the time to build things up. Like, from commentary to the announcers to, you know, throughout the match, they built up Roman perfectly. They, they talked about all his accomplishments, two years, but they told a story with Logan Paul. And like, oh, well, this has kind of happened before. You know, Brock Lesnar won the UFC title in his third match <clears throat> ever. And, you know, Buster Douglas had got one lucky punch. Like, they built it up so that when he hit that punch and then he hit a second punch, everybody in the fucking stadium stood up. They did a really nice job with this. And it, so, I mean, this to me was, was a great example of it doesn't matter what moves you can do. It's what your personality is and what you do in between the moves that matter. Right. They, they built it up that way. And then on the other side, they had Roman going in kind of play, going in with the attitude of oh this is just some fucking YouTube yeah he's guy. a fucking Hollywood YouTuber and this guy I did love that after the match he was like I don't want to ever see him again <laughs> well right after he pinned him he had that look on his face like what the fuck just happened yep because you know going into it you're like a YouTuber should not go 15 minutes however fucking long with the two-year-long reigning uwu champion, right. yes. Um, uh, I thought I thought from from all sides this was just fantastic. Yeah, and no point either did it feel like like a stretch. Like if Jeremy Piven was out there going move for move with Roman Reigns, yeah. I think we'd all have an right. issue. But Logan Paul looks the part. He's athletic. He's tall. He's uh, he's fast worked i thought he i thought it worked yeah and of course people were talking about him doing the uh buckshot lariat um better than cm punk much well much yeah yeah CM clearly punk. better than cm punk because <laughs> he couldn't fucking do it ever um and of course it was another sort of thing where people were like oh oh he stole it from adam page and it's like well first of all <laughs> Canyon used to do that move way back in the day. Yep. Like, that's... Uh, most moves are not brand fucking new. Like, you know, and sure, he is... He uses that move as, as his finishing move. They're not in the same company, though. It's, it's far different when you have people in the same company that are doing the same move. Which is why you hear so from some guys when they get... The, they'll be like, oh, I was doing this on the independence, and then when I got brought to the main roster, like they told me I couldn't do it anymore because somebody else was doing it as a finish move. 
completely understand that, you know? And it's like, yeah, there's move sharing all over the place because there are plenty of dudes in AEW that do WWE moves. There are plenty of dudes in AEW that do WWE moves. I mean, until Cody Rhodes came back, the fucking crossroads was being done by uh, Damien Priest. So, you know, it's yeah. like, it, it it happens all the time. Like, it's nothing new. And like I said, most things, it just, it, that kind of stuff reminds me of like, remember when Alexa Bliss started doing the Little Rascals fucking uh, wave under her chin and people like oh, she stole, she stole oh, yeah. it from the TNA Rascals it's like who stole it from the movie The Little Rascals <laughs> right. it's like yeah that's the kind of shit where you're just like stop stop trying to make something big and most of the time you tend to hear about guys actually like calling other guys and being like am I able to do this move you know like right. Kevin Owens called Steel and Cold Steve Austin was like I want to start doing the stunner you know oh they had a, a few conversations yeah. about it like it wasn't just he just started doing right. it on TV he would never Owens has too much respect for yeah business. now do I there was there was some story this past week of someone in TNA who went to a con or saw Kurt Angle and asked about doing the ankle mm-hmm. lock and you know expressed you know I, when when Ken Shamrock was in TNA I asked him about it and he said it was okay I wanted to ask you as well and Kurt Angle was like yeah yeah, that's fine. I asked Ken Shamrock too, and Ken Shamrock said I could. <laughs> yeah, stuff. there you go. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, do I do I know for sure that Logan Paul talked to him? I don't know. Probably not. But it's not that big of a deal, you know. No, no, I don't think it's a big of a deal. What I thought was a bigger deal was Jake Paul coming down because I was like, at, there was a point where the Usos snatched up Logan Paul's posse and brought them over the the yeah. railing. And then Jake Paul's music. Yeah, I didn't know it was his music. I had to say Jake Paul on the screen before I knew who the fuck it was. And then um, I got a little concerned that, like, wait, what are we yeah. doing? Are we putting Logan Paul and his clique against Ro- against the Bloodline at War Games? <laughs> a little bit worried oh, about yeah. that. But, um, yeah, Jake Paul came out and... He did his thing. He got a pop. Threw a couple of shitty punches. And- threw some... Dude... Some people are fucking born for this, and I think Logan is born yeah. for this. And then you look at Jake throw a punch, and you're like, "Oh no, you can't do this." Which <laughs> you don't. Know which is crazy, is. considering the guy throws fake punches for a living. You think he'd be good at it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously the. I guess. I guess. I guess there's a difference between fake punches and. That's true. Punches. Uh, yeah. It. I know that they were talking about like, oh, the Paul brothers are going to be WWE Tag Team Champions after a while. It's like, well, not for another year because one of them can't walk anymore. <laughs> so, and one of them can't wrestle. Well, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, he would need to do a lot of fucking work, and people and, and uh, I, I don't have any sympathy for him because he's a piece of shit. But like, right. people are going to compare him to his brother. <laughs> you know, they're going to be like, well, Logan like took to like a duck takes to water you look like somebody punted a duck into a fryer so <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh logan with Another... the hip up too after there they mentioned that he was working with Shawn michaels yeah. in the past month training that was nice yep. the uh the super kick attempt left a little something to be desired but well he, he kind of performed it like a big boot i was gonna say it turned more into a big boot speaking of uh speaking of memes on twitter over the past week uh, the, 
the one going around that was like, uh, yeah, Logan Paul asked Hangman about using the buckshot lariat uh, when they had a when they when they met each other in Japan. For more information, Google Logan Logan Paul Hangman. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Nice. That's kind of. You know. Uh, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be allowed to live that down. That's true. So all in all, decent show. Yeah. Um. I thought the end of the the end last like hour or two was was probably the the best uh, part. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was the main event in the Bray Wyatt promo. And, and Bailey and beyond. Yeah, I think once we got past the cage match, everything from there was pretty smooth sailing. <laughs> so. Right, right. Um, one thing uh, we didn't comment on because it wasn't part of a match or anything, but the use of the drones. Yes. For well, that was interesting. Doing like different logos and shit in the sky, I thought was really fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. And it would not surprise me to see that at WrestleMania. Probably. Oh, yeah. I thought that was super cool. Um, I, okay, we all we all knew that this was going to be a spectacle and that Logan Paul was not walking out the Uwu champion. But, uh, guys, I do got to ask you, um, who takes that championship away from Roman and when? Because I don't think it's The Rock, but I do think that's who he's fighting at Mania. Yeah, it's... I mean... It's... Well, a well-timed question because the rumors swirling around this week that Triple H has been making plans for such a, yeah. such an occasion. I mean, right now, if you were going to pull the trigger on it at like uh, Royal Rumble, I would say you start building towards Sammy being that guy because holy shit, is he over? <laughs> and. <Yeah. laughs> him getting fucked over by Roman perfectly said, I mean, the storyline is right there, you know, he gets right. kicked out of, out of the, the bloodline and he comes back and he takes titles from him so there's that obviously that would throw a wrench into the fact that they wanted Owens and Zane to be the ones to dethrone the Usos yeah um, but that's, you know I, I don't think we're going to see, like, McIntyre I don't think it's going to be Cross you know, um, or Lesnar for that matter, either. So, oh, God, no. I saw I saw, um, I saw someone say Gunther, maybe, which is an intri- intriguing thought. Yeah, but he has to lose his championship first, right? I I wouldn't be sure. Sure. okay. I think Sammy's a little bit of a of a long shot. Yeah, but I think Bobby Lashley might fit into this spot kind of nicely. Sure. Um, because it's believable, and he never really, really beat Lashley. It was a whole thing in Survivor Series that time they fought. So uh, you could you could build but, Lashley in a short amount of time and have him win the belt of the sure. Rumble. My my thought on that though is this should be done to fucking rocket strap a young guy into that position. Mm-hmm. How young we talking? Because there is a guy who's been injured who, I mean, he was the one rumored to be taking the title off ever since he came back at WrestleMania right. last year. And that would be that a big enough deal. Certainly. 
Um, but I, I hesitate with Bobby Lashley because Lashley is forty-five years old. We want, yeah. we want someone who can. If if you're gonna be if you're gonna be the guy who ends this reign, this reign specifically, it's gotta be. I, I feel like it needs to be someone who can carry the company into the next generation because that's what this right. is. This is that passing of the torch. This is Hogan Andre. Well, it's it's funny you say that because because somebody who I who I think may still at some point carry the company into the future, uh, he got removed from the equation this week. Hmm. And I got to tell you guys, if we were going to do a most important thing of the week, this was going to be it. Because for me and for all of us who have watched for the past 10 years, this completely um changes money in the bank as we know it. We've never seen anybody cash in before for a mid-card belt. And now I think it becomes instantly less interesting. That knowing that that's on the table, that okay, uh, you know, Matt Riddle won money in the bank, but he might not even use it for a world title. He might just go for the IC belt. Or well, we, they, it's It's been said in the past that maybe he'll use it for the tag team belts. And Charlotte, Charlotte yeah. did cash in for the NXT championship. So it's not out of yes. the realm of possibility that you use it for other belts. Um, no, I just think it makes it less interesting. Well... I think it makes it more interesting because you never... Because yeah. now you really never right. know. It doesn't help the fact that Austin Theory lost. Right. So. I will say this. I, I did get spoiled for that. I, yeah. I heard about that before I watched Raw. So I was going into it expecting to be mad, and I wasn't as mad as I thought I was going to be. Because it wasn't like Austin Theory challenged Seth Rollins and just got beat. Lashley fucked him over. Well, yeah, it's what happened to Baron Corbin when Cena fucked him over. (laughs) This exact same thing. And it led to a storyline. Now now you have Austin Theory who hasn't had a fucking storyline, really. Uh, at least a sustained one since winning that briefcase. Now he gets to go and battle with Babalashi for a little bit, and apparently Mustafa Ali too. <laughs> well, yeah, that's another thing that's involved <laughs> yeah. in this. If they can find him from the black hole right. behind that, uh, yeah, that right. production crate. And, uh, um, no, I, I think I think I think uh, Austin Theory is young enough, talented enough. I don't have any problem with with him not cashing in and winning the world championship, but. Uh, the actual concept for me takes a step back because I'm just like, well, if if Jay Uso wins it, well, Jay Uso is a bad example. If um, if Chad Gable wins it, no, I really don't care because he's probably going to use it for the tag. I like I like how this is is your point. Not Otis winning it and then dropping it to the Miz. This is the point because he used it for the well, US title. Too. I mean, that didn't help either. Like, the fact that it became interchangeable because it just, now nah, we don't want to use it. But, the, you know what but I mean? the US title is the main title on Raw. For lack uh, of a... I mean, it it's not. It should that's, be. That's it is by thing. default. <laughs> that's the other thing, is that they wrote themselves into this corner with uh, by unifying those right. belts and you know, wanting to Want, you can't again going back to the last thing we talked about this rain this you know once in a lifetime record setting title rain 
is not going to be ended by a money in the right. bank cash in. So no matter what was going to happen, if Austin Theory cashed in on Roman Reigns, he wasn't going to win the belt. Because mm-hmm. this is a title reign that you build to a climax and a conclusion and a clean victory for someone new. Yeah. Sure. So you, you, Triple H is stuck with the fact that like he's got this guy who Vince has completely fucking dropped the ball on. And I, I'm so sick of the narrative that like, oh, he, Triple H doesn't like him, so he's burying him. It's like, did you not watch NXT when Austin Theory was in there? No, I don't think Triple H used him a lot. I was, I was, I was actually going to bring yeah. that up. But, but and I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think Triple H just he. He didn't see what he could do with the with the with the hand he yeah. was dealt. Like you said, Vince put him in that position, and then unified the fucking title. And and is it not more interesting now that Austin Theory, who they literally said like Vince isn't here to protect you anymore, he's he's lost Vince, he's now lost the money in the bank. Like he's lost everything. Oh, I thought they were talking. I thought they were talking about Johnny Gargano being his daddy in NXT. Right, but that's <laughs> it. It makes it so that you can now go a different route with Austin Theory, and you can make it be like, all right, now that he has like lost everything and been completely broken down, now we can start building him back up again. You know, and yeah, it opens right. doors. It opens doors for Theory. He's not um, pigeonholed right. into just being the money in the bank carrier. Hear me out here. Here, ready. Happy Theory. <laughs> nope. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that. So yeah, I think I think that's. I I'm willing to see what they're gonna do with him because obviously he's not he's not done. He's not the people trying to say he's buried and the thing that like they would have just had him drop the fucking briefcase to somebody else or they would have just had him cash in and had Seth beat him clean. Instead, they're built. They're yeah. they're making a storyline. A burial. A- a burial would have been absolutely getting squashed yeah. by by a, a, a Seth Rollins who hadn't just gotten the shit kicked in by by Bobby right. Lashley. Um, I I have a question though, which is kind of what I was expecting going into it and why I thought I was going to be really mad, and that wasn't what right, I was like. Because right. my first I, thought was it was an open challenge. Why did he use the briefcase to answer an right. open challenge? Yeah. Um, I I never thought watching this that that Austin Theory was buried, but I do have to ask you with the with the realignment of premium live events coming in 2023 are they going to start phasing out money in the bank completely no I think it's going to happen at Mania yeah they're going to put yep. it back at Mania that would be great because then you have a match for all those uh, you know mid card people people like Riddle people mm-hmm. like Corbin people <laughs> and they never should have they should have moved it away because then we got stuck with the the annual eight man intercontinental title ladder right. match that's true that's true uh, no, you're right. Mania has always been the best place for it, and and it should go yeah. back there. I I think so if it's a, if that happens, I'll be thrilled. Especially if they keep Mania at two nights. Which yeah, is right. and and I think that it's smart to stop doing the gimmick pay per views because absolutely. Oh yeah, we, I mean, we've oh, been yeah. saying that for years. So yeah, so now you get rid of Money in the Bank as an event. So now you don't have to have a, an event where you know you have to figure out. Okay, well. We have to do a title match because that way the the champion is there. So you think there might be a cash in that night, kind of, and you know, and plus, how many times have we looked at? Okay, they're putting the women's money in the bank on first, 
so that means they're probably going to have them cash it later on. You know, like we, we were starting to figure out <clears throat> just from the way that they, the, the, from the booking order, on, on what was going to happen with the women's yeah. Money in the Bank. Did we see three Money in the Bank winners cash in the same night? We had Alexa, we had Bailey. I can find out right quick. And we had Liv, all in the same night. But it wasn't. I mean, Carmella held it for a long time. So it's not like it was like every time. No, not every time. No, no, no. It just seems more often than not, though. Well, because it's a, it's different um, for the men. Yeah. It's not like we haven't also seen the men cash on the same night too. But oh no. yeah, Ambrose did it. Mock man, yeah. Mox Bros. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. But it is like Adam said, when you see that match go on first, you instantly roll your eyes and you go, oh, gee. <laughs> yeah, so like Carmella held it for 287 days. Alexa Bliss held it for two hours. Bailey held it for an hour. Oscar uh, held it for 25 days before it was before Becky Lynch gave her the championship. So she didn't really cash in that money in the bank because instead the belt was in there uh nikki right. ash held it for one day so she cashed in the next night and then Liv morgan uh held the contract for two hours so yeah. it's about a 50 50 split honestly so yeah okay um hey i got a question for you yeah. i have a, a a timeline issue here uh-oh Soraya. Is it going to need a continuity manager? Yes, <laughs> yes. So, Soraya, uh, the former page. Oh, boy. <laughs> she, she left WDB. And if I am to believe uh, Dave Meltzer, which everybody knows, I believe him no matter what, and he's a very trustworthy person, he would tell you that Soraya was cleared to return to wrestling while she was in WWE, uh, then was cleared to return to wrestling after she left WWE, uh, then was cleared to return to wrestling when she signed with AEW, and has been cleared to re- return to wrestling this entire time, right? That's an right, accurate statement sure. that, that he's mm-hmm. been the one championing, saying <clears throat> that she's been cleared by different people stuff like that i mean you're saying accurate and melts are in the same right so i'm automatically like right "Eh." but but that is what he has been saying correct right Sure. so soraya herself has said on like a twitch stream i've been going around to different doctors nobody will clear me during her time away from Uh WWE. right then she says that when she signed with AEW, she was not cleared so Tony uh, Khan signed her knowing she wasn't cleared. <laughs> a couple days ago, she posts, I just got really great news. And then yesterday posted an image of uh, something that may or may not be an actual document made by <laughs> a, a doctor <laughs> saying that she is cleared. And then she announces it on Dynamite that she's cleared. Something that up there, right? Wait, no, 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 no. It it makes perfect sense to me because the first few times she tried to get cleared, she didn't pay off the right, right. people, and now 
Tony has put the money where it needs to go, and the right people have been paid, so therefore she's clear. Right. So that's the way I see it. Yeah. That she is that that they finally have gotten a sum of money that is suitable for them to clear her, so that they can fight any liability lawsuit in the future if she gets hurt. So we got. Uh, so this is what we got, right? Um. Uh, okay, so I, I I have dealt with workers' comp claims. I have dealt with return to work forms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Have you have you seen this thing that she shared? Uh, I didn't. I I saw it. I didn't. Okay, it. so it's from Watkins Spine, which the internet will tell you. Well, they just did Brooke Lopez's back surgery, and he's back. Well, he's not a wrestler. He's not taking back body drops in the ring. Also, his injury was not to his fucking neck. It was his back. Here's what it says, right? So it's so it's the letterhead, walking spine. And then it says, read uh, Soraya Jade Beavis. Okay? Date of birth, 817992. Either that's typo, <laughs> that is just a 1992, or that's just the way they do it, right? This is what it says. To whom it may concern, okay. patient is cleared to wrestle with no restrictions. Sincerely, Robert Watkins Jr., orthopedic surgeon. Okay. Does does that well, sound I mean, if, if, like it's, it's <laughs> legit? If there is an actual orthopedic surgeon that is named that, then they are putting their reputation on the line. They're not, they're not so. though. They're not. Because if something happens to her, they're going to say she uh-huh. was injured in the match and it had nothing to do with them clearing her. Now, we know we know the truth, but that's not gonna be but that that's what they're going to say. They're going to say, like, oh no, see we you know this is this is I I, I just want to point out that if you go to Watkins Spine's website yep. and you click on our yep. doctors, there are three doctors on the list. Dr. Britt Baker. There's, no. a doctor, there's a Dr. David Chang, orthopedic spine surgeon. Thought you were going to say Dr. There, Nick Riviera. There is a do- <laughs> Dr. Robert G. Watkins IV, yep. orthopedic spine surgeon and co-director, and Dr. Robert G. Watkins III, yep. orthopedic fine, spine fine. surgeon and co-director. That happens right. a lot. There is no Dr. Robert Watkins Jr. Which is list. what it is signed. <laughs> Dr. Robert Watkins Jr., mm. orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> yes, you are correct. That's why I'm saying this looks like it's something that was typed up and not actually... Because not only... I have never seen something that just, just as patient is cleared to wrestle with no restrictions. First of all, I don't think they would use that terminology. <laughs> But also, no. like, no. to whom it may concern. Like, that's just fucking... It's just weird, right? No. Dude, this is literally just something they drew up to, to show the fans. Like, it's fake. Right. <laughs> 100% fake. Now, can the girl get in a ring and not get hurt? I mean, hopefully for her sake. If she's smart, she won't do anything dangerous, and she'll just do, you know, a very safe stone cold style where it's just like brawling you know what i mean that's what she should do but she already did a ddt on night on nitro on dynamite 
So I doubt that she's going to be safe. Um, you know, it sucks because in, in 10, not even, in three or four years, when, when she's practically crippled, I, I'm not going to have any sympathy for her. I'm really not. So well, Here's the other thing, right? Back at the beginning of October, Mr. Meltzer said that Soraya was cleared by Dr. Michael Sampson during supposition. So, but she said she, she said she was just cleared, and she was cleared by Watkins Spine, which is not Dr. Right. Sampson. So again, it's the situation where it's like, if we could stop lying, maybe people would feel a little bit better about her returning to the ring. But instead, we keep getting this bullshit where it's like, oh, yeah, the the AEW doctor has cleared her, so that means she's cool. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, no, apparently isn't, not. Isn't Doc Samson, isn't Doc Samson the one who supposedly... Yes, we, uh, we've, we've been through this, yeah. We, we went through all this, yep. cleared Matt Hardy when, when he fell and hit his head yes, in the concrete we, and told him he yep, could go back we, out there. We've already went through this. Yeah, it it is. He's the one who did that. He's also the one who did like the Z Pack stuff and things like that, right? Yep, yep, yeah. So great, great respected opinion right, right there. Um, look again. We kind of knew this from the minute she debuted on on Dynamite. It, I wish the girl nothing but the best, but I I do wonder if 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 this is going to be a situation where a greedy fucking billionaire is doing whatever he can to put somebody in an unsafe right. position. That's basically what it comes down to. If, if he's that selfish that he's willing to put her health on the line, then I hope he's going to take responsibility if something happens. Right. You know what I mean? He, he won't. Because it seems like he only gives a fuck about he himself. Won't. Shocking, I know. Yeah. I kind of feel bad. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I don't. If she goes out there and gets crippled, that's on her. Okay? It's it's 100% on her. If she goes out there and gets hurt, she knows the risk. She she is returning to the ring, even though all these other doctors have said no. Like, it's 100% on her. If she gets fucking crippled, or if she gets badly hurt, or gets a third career-ending injury, because remember, this is twice now this has happened, 100% on her. Right. Do I... Uh, Tony Khan, he's just... He is just doing what he... what he knows what to do and that is to milk everything he can for all it's worth and when Soraya gets killed in the ring he'll do a fucking tournament in her honor like that's the way it's going to be okay like this is, I, I can't absolve him from blame I need to place the blame on a snake like that that will put his own fortune ahead of somebody's well being and I feel bad for her because there's nobody in her life that's significant enough. Not her parents, not her, you know, her brother, not not her boyfriend or whatever he is, to tell her no, don't do this. It's not right. worth it. And that, sure. you know, it's it's kind of sucks because sure. it's like the movie The Rest again with, um, yeah. with Mickey Rourke. Like he, you could tell he should not have been getting in the ring, and then he ended up having a fucking heart attack. So, so again. By all means, go ahead and blame Tony Khan. Go ahead and blame blame the doctors for saying everything is cool. Go ahead and, and go do your thing. 
but blame her too. Okay, because she didn't need the money. Oh, she's an adult. She isn't like she's a seventeen-year-old right. getting taken advantage of. She's making her yeah. own decisions in her life. She didn't have to. Yeah, she's twenty-five. Oh, she is a she is she is a one thousand exactly. thirty-year-old. Exactly. <laughs> Again. You you couldn't even double check to make sure you didn't have a typo on your fake fucking thing that she put out there, and that that's like I said that that I think is my biggest thing is like st- stop lying about it just be fucking truthful just be like look Tony Khan hired me he knew I wasn't cleared he told me we're going to get you cleared one way or the other just fucking come out and say that because that's they because that's clearly what happened. They would never say or that. don't have your fucking uh, gopher, Meltzer, running around saying that she's cleared, she's cleared, she's cleared, when she herself keeps saying that she's not. <laughs> you know? And don't shove a fake document on the internet that's misspelled and not at all like any real medical document would be. And be like, look, it says I can press a- Look, it says to whom it may There's concern. no way. Yeah, there is no way that that is what was given to a... It doesn't even have a fucking date no, on it. No, it doesn't have right. a date on it, which was what I was looking for. I'm like, when did she really happen? It There would be so much more information than that. It's not just that they're cleared to wrestle with no restrictions. It would be, on this date, Soraya Jade Beavis is cleared to wrestle. You know, there would be so much more than just that. And I was going to say, it's not even just cleared to wrestle. It's, we did this test. Right. Here's the result. Here's the normal range of motion. Here's where she's at. Like, I've seen medical files. I'm going to school right. for it. Like this is, I I took one glance of it and I was just like, if she's trying to put it out there, like, look, this is my clearance right. papers, then it's so bullshit. It's not exactly. And again, it's it's not the I mean, guy yeah, that you said before. The letter would yeah. not have. The letter would not have you know, personal medical details because that's you know HIPAA and privacy and whatnot. But it would be more than, to whom it may concern, chicken wrestle. Right. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, does that mean she can take uh, a pile driver on her neck? Or does that mean she can do an arm ringer? Because wrestle is a very vague term. You know? And it's just, that's bullshit. But What's weird about it? She is. <laughs> so I looked up uh, Robert Walker Jr. <laughs> because, of course, like... I see a guy in Middleton, New York, which is, I assume, where it was, who is a gastroenterologist. <laughs> it's not a spine surgeon. And again, we talked about well, it, how I, I, even on the top of the thing, it lists uh, the doctor as Robert G. Uh, Watkins. Yeah, on the, on, the, on the letterhead, it says Robert G. Watkins, Robert G. Watkins right. the fourth, And then it's signed Robert Watkins yeah. Jr. Which is right. neither of those things. No. It's, it's so fucking weird. But again, that's that's my big thing this week. Is just and, and typically, if you're going to have somebody come back from a serious injury like that, you're going to put them against somebody that you know can be safe and can keep them safe. Like when Edge came back. And faced Randy Orton. What you don't do is put her against a chick who has literally knocked people's teeth out. <laughs> well, whoa, 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 wait a minute. 
of the choices in this company, they might have put her with the safest person. No, Ruby. <laughs> who Ruby are you gonna put her with? You got. Well, she's injured, isn't she? Injured? Well, she got her nose broken, but I'm sure she's she's fine now. Okay, but you're not gonna put her with Nyla Rose. You're not gonna put her with fucking um, uh, the one who was sandbagging people. Well, Thunder, Thunder Rosa, Rosa doesn't exist anymore yeah. either. No, but you have the the bunny is not a great worker, but she's a very safe worker. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, although she's dead now too, apparently. Yeah. She's dead. Uh, Tony Storm is a safe worker. I wouldn't put her with Athena because sure. if, if yeah. she's in a bad mood that day, she'll kill you. Um, <laughs> I mean, probably Serena D was their best. Well, for sure. But that doesn't. Yeah, seem yeah, that's the thing. But instead, we're going to put her against Britt Baker, who, as I said, <laughs> between not remembering how to put on her own finishing move, has injured people, and has, and as we saw with the Thunder Rosa fight is more than willing to fuck somebody over if they don't like something that happens in the match. So, yeah. And, I, and I'm and i assuming that we're not going to have uh, her face off against anybody before that, right? Like, her return match is going to be so. full gear. Yeah, yeah. And we don't take walk-ins, you bitch. <laughs> I do like the fact that uh, th- there were so- there were certain things Soraya said in that promo that I really liked. Um, oh, we're sh- we're shooting, brother. We're shooting, yeah, brother. It, just stuff like you know that that she had been. <sighs> okay, it's it's been said before, but like the stuff where she was like, you know, like this business means so much to me. I've been doing it since I was thirteen. I used to go up and down the road for like fifteen bucks. Like. I know it's been it's a tired trope right now, but I still appreciate the passion. Yeah. You know what I mean? How about uh, how about the fact that you know we j- we just talked about the women's tag team belts getting tossed around? How about the fact that if MJF wins the world championship, you'll also have four title reigns in a three month period? <laughs> well, <laughs> no one expected. Well, let me rephrase that. Tony Khan did not expect his eight million dollar investment to do what he did all summer. Now, well, no, but again, it's the same kind of deal where it's we are far past uh, Sasha and Naomi leaving to the point where we don't have to hot potato the tag titles around just for funsies. But you also had John Moxley win the title off him for eleven days and then lose the title back to him. You didn't have to do that either. The whole thing was a mess. Ever since Hangman lost that title, it's been a mess. So to be honest with you, if it goes on MJF and it stays on MJF... Well, yeah. Until Kenny Omega comes back. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Well, he's coming back a full year. Because he's going to set up the MJF match and MJF's going to have like a fucking one-month reign. If they they have John Moxley beat MJF, like... People have to be people have yeah. to be done with this company, right? No, do you know they won't? I mean, I I am. I picture the elite coming back and just immediately winning the trios titles. The back trios and titles, to exactly. Yeah, no, they'll they'll win the trios titles. They might even win it at full gear because they'll just do an impromptu match because they're the fucking. What, what's what title um, are you talking about? The trios. Do they have those? Remember that. <laughs> You wouldn't know it. But. 
I. And again, we got titles getting carried around. I, I legit had to take a second. No, I know that they exist, but I legit had to take a second to be like, who's the current champion? And we got another <laughs> fucking tournament for no fucking reason. Yeah, yeah, that we did. In a company, in a company with 176 people on the roster, yep. we're still putting people in this tournament that aren't on the fucking yeah. roster. Um, I have a question for you guys, though. Yeah. Who's the next challenger for the TNT Championship? Samojo. Apparently. I thought it was Hobbs. Yeah, but literally, then Joe turned on Wardlow. It's literally the same segment. No, no. It, it, it's, it's Ricky Starks. Oh, no, wait. He's getting his face slammed into a wall and being misused. It's Power it's Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh, no, wait. He's back in catering. Now it's... Now it's literally a guy who already has a title belt around his waist going for a different title belt. <clears throat> you want to talk about a mess? That actually might be more of a mess than the <sighs> title. At least the world title match has built. They're going to literally try to cram Hobbs, Joe, and Warlow into the same match. At back. least when, when ratings started to tumble. And it'll still be one of 18 matches yeah. on the show. Oh, yeah. At least Vince realized that like some of the things aren't working. I should probably try to change something. AEW is just like, oh, you guys don't like ROH? Here's more ROH. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the ratings that can't reach over a million because our main event is literally a ROH World Championship match with a guy <clears throat> dressing up as a fucking uh, a giant douche or whatever the fuck it is. On I can I. That's another thing too. I couldn't believe that. No, that's just that's just. I know, I know, I know. He just looks like that all the time. But there's literally, I saw something on on Squared Circle today, which was like, rumor is that Chris Jericho's on the Mass Singer. Of course he fucking is. He has a Rumors? people. Have you seen? People the know what his voice sounds like. He has a very distinct voice. All right. Like, so fucking stupid. Oh my god, I literally I literally listened that, to two fucking tweet? words out of his mouth and I was like, yeah, it's Chris Jericho and I clicked off it because I didn't want to fucking hear him sing anymore. The replies to that tweet, though, there's some very good ones. My personal favorite is uh, ask that bride where his bride was yep. on January 6th. <laughs> oh. Yep, yep. Well, um, Adam... I don't believe that you have done your big thing this week, have you? Yeah, we've just been jumping around. Big uh, uh, we, we hinted at it earlier. Um, now we can talk about it. So the OC's answer to the uh, quote-unquote Rhea Ripley problem is a returning yeah. Mia Yim. Head bitch in charge. But a little later on, we go backstage to talk to... Judgment Day. And Rhea basically says, Yeah, I don't give a fuck. And they walk off, and Bianca is right there. And her and, and Rhea have Bianca a Bianca and Rhea have a stare down. Yep. So why the fuck do I care yeah, about Mia Yim? That's a good point. Well, uh, okay, but that's that's also a tease. Like, we will get Bianca and Rhea, but we're probably not getting it this month or next. So I don't mind a little... 
They shouldn't have done it backstage, though. Like, it would have been better if it was one of those things where Rhea's leaving. Rhea's Smash. leaving. Rhea's leaving uh, the ring. It's Jesus Christ, that dude. Bad, but <laughs> that wasn't me. Smash! Um, no, I, I get it. But I was excited to see Mia Yim back. And I'm glad she's she's with the with the WWE as opposed to other places. Her long history with the OC. Whatever. <laughs> it could be a new <laughs> history. Um. So you think that's the match of War Games? It's we're doing. We're doing a uh, club versus Judgment Day. And if but so, who we're. They, who, I, I, n- no. Okay. Because I, they're not going to put the women in the war games. Oh, or if it is, who are the other four people? But you don't need that many people. It's a five on five, so. Well, again, that's debatable. We've seen four and four war games. We've seen them a bunch. Okay, so it doesn't have to be five on five. The women's match is yeah. five on five. Okay. But you seem to think that they're not going to put Rhea and Mia Yim in the in that match, and I'm—I don't know. You br- you've had Rhea be this physically involved the past few months. Now you bring in Mia Yim. It's just mm, kind of seems like everything's adding up to that. Well, I thought <clears throat> I thought because they they referred to it as the women's war games and the men's war games that you weren't going to have the men's be a mixed tag team match. Yeah, I get that, but. Are we in agreement that it's got to be Judgment Day and OC as far as the, the men's war No, because the blood, bloodline have enough people. So, that, I was thinking of that, because Roman is on the poster. I mean, he should be on every poster, but which is fine. But if you do the bloodline, you just make up a generic team from from SmackDown? like with They Drew literally had Jerry Lawler pick midgets one year. To be in a Survivor Series match, yes, you just make up a fucking. Those, <laughs> you just you just bring together. You look at it as, uh, okay. You could do you the do new the, day. You do the you new do day because they're day against and them. Yeah, you and then yeah, you do McIntyre so he's against against him. You do Gunther because he's against Sami Zayn or Solo Sokoa, and you do like um, either I don't know Ludwig Kaiser with them or. You know, somebody else like that. Yeah, you you just cobbled together some people for it. Every Survivor Series, be, you know every Survivor Series for the past, past three decades have been just cobbled together teams. I just thought of something. It's not even going to be Gunther. It's going to be Mysterio. Isn't Probably because he's a big baby yeah. face and he'll he'll fight against the Bloodline. Oh, that seems weird though. Hey. That's the thing. All of Roman's feuds and all the Bloodline feuds are like winding down. Like, after the Usos beat the New Day, what is their reason to be in war games in three weeks? Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out, I guess. Yeah, well, or you have, um, or you have them turn on Sammy beforehand, and you do a four-on-four match where you have Sammy, Owens, and the New Day against them. You know? That would be kind of fun. Uh, Actually, just for the pros, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of different ways you can go about it. Is all I'm saying. And and so I so I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the OC and Judgment Day are in war games. 
can can it be sure and then they just don't put the women in the match they have them at the at, at ringside and so then instead medium is there and forced to make sure that Rhea doesn't get involved in the match you know they could do that so that's sure. a possibility too but i do not think that they're doing a mixed tag team match for war games okay no so if they did this is this, a- this is a company that doesn't do intergender right. wrestling so you have well, you have Rhea Ripley well, you have you have Rhea Ripley come out and get in the cage and then what wait right she's been she's been physically involved uh, with the OC she's been physically involved she's like China like China was physically involved before she became an, uh, right. going for the IC belt so no that that's that's different China was on a survivors yeah team. afterwards like but for the longest time there she just would go in right, there and right. fucking slap nuts and be done and that's what Rhea does right now she goes in there she punches somebody in the dick and she walks out or she does like a body slam one time it's not like a there's there's never there's not a sustained thing it's always like a little segment like the when Nia, Nia Jax right. got taken out of the rumble it was a couple of finishing moves and she was gone and that was it we're, right. we're not having Luke Gallows no you're not Gallows. you're not doing no. you're not doing it no, for no, anything no. more than like a two to three minute time period so no and yeah um, if, if you did a four on four and you had the women you know outside then you could bring back Edge and put oh, him we don't with, know. We don't want that. Uh, <laughs> you don't want Edge and and AJ Styles in the OC versus Judgment Day. I don't one? want Edge to face Finn Balor anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he he's got to get revenge. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but he could just be done with that. Oh, <laughs> on on that note, credit to uh, Michael Cole and Rhea Ripley for. You know, earlier before the show started, I was backstage talking to Rhea, and she told me that she styled her hair after the late yep. Beth Phoenix. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. So, um, before we finish off for the night, we do have a returning segment this week. I do still have more notes. No. Just less, in- less important things. That- no. So... <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to talk about how Johnny Gargano has a magic universal remote control for the I mean, truck? Oh my god, that fucking shit. <laughs> I mean, it's midnight for you, so... Um, without I, for, I, I do. Just, just to quickly mention it, do we have to beat that into the fucking ground on Monday? Like, look, this is Miz lying. Look, let's replay it again. Like, I don't care about that. All right. I've lost all interest in this whole fucking thing. Okay. So. We're going to do this. Ooh. Fancy. AOL. Blow me. (laughs) Eventually it'll load. What music? Oh yeah, it's me. I'm back after I don't know two or three months, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I need it. I I so need it to return to talk about AW. Oh god. So, um, in this period that I've not been talking about wrestling, I'm actually enjoying it. Um, WWE is getting 
a lot of praise, a lot of good things. AW is being a little bit shitty, but not as much. Uh, but this last week, oh god, oh god. <laughs> so as all of you know, and I'm the uh, New Japan guy from of the Rundown Wrestling uh, uh, podcast of the Rundown Wrestling Universe, or whatever one you want to call it. And um, uh, this week, uh, last week on, on on AW, they decided to bring one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Katsuhiri Shibata. I repeat, Katsuhiri Shibata, the guy that made probably the biggest return of the year last week, last year. Yeah, bigger for me than CM Punk. Because the last time he was wrestling, before last year, he almost died. For those of you who don't know Shibata, probably one of the stiffest wrestlers in the world, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and a, a master of, of offense, of, 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 of making moves feel real, of emotional involvement in a match. They have amazing matches with Goto, with 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 the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada, even his last match, that after what happened after the match, it, it becomes a little bit difficult to watch it, with with Tanahashi, which with Shinsuke Nakamura, basically all of of the New Japan uh, guys. And AEW decided to bring him. He is the main trainer of the New Japan Dojo in LA. And you think about it, God, you have Shibata on AEW, and probably going to make some amazing matches. And everyone like me is thinking, oh my God, Shibata versus Brian Danielson. Shibata versus. I don't know, even John Moxley. Why not? I don't like John Moxley very much, but he seems to have quite a few good matches with New Japan guys. Uh, even Shibata versus, I don't know, Hayden Adam Page, even though Adam Page is not <laughs> injured, he's probably gonna, not going to wrestle, but Shibata versus even Jungle Boy. Put Shibata in Jungle Boy, and probably going to make an amazing match. Shibata versus Warlow. Shibata versus Samoa Joe. So many possible wrestlers to face this amazing, wonderful kind, one of the millennium wrestling. They decided to put him in the ring with fucking Orange Cassidy. Here's the deal. If WWE did anything like this, there probably will be hashtag cancel WWE Network or cancel Peacock or cancel a Triple H's cock, or Business Man's cock, or whatever cock, <laughs> everywhere in the world. Because it's fucking stupid. I will say th- this. Making Shibata lose to Orange Cassidy is worse than putting the title on Logan Paul. And I'll, I'll explain you why. No, Even though not. Logan Paul was in the third match first of all uh, Logan uh, 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 on the match uh, on Crown Jewel 
the the story of the match was that in the beginning uh, Roman was almost almost like he didn't get uh, didn't um, didn't didn't uh, consider Logan in the same level as he. he he almost felt like that match was a joke and every time Logan had an offense was like some desperation move that lacked to this situation and even though that Logan is a youtuber he has a little bit of a of a uh, how do you say it a legit legitimacy around him especially due to his even small Penis. but effective boxing career <laughs> Orange Bloody Cassidy is a choke and put him and beat him probably one of the most legitimate wrestlers and legitimate place, uh, placeholders in the entire world is absolutely a disgrace man it's like making hard truth beating Brock Lesnar it doesn't make any sense AW is destroying uh, the the connection that they have with AW with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and from what I've seen from Crown Jewel, I will not be surprised if in the future New Japan decides to make some sort of an arrangement with WWE. Carl Anderson was recognized as the never openweight championship uh, openweight champion by Michael Cole. AJ Styles and Finn Balor was recognized as the true first leader of the Bullet Club. Not the club, the Bullet Club. The original trademark for New Japan Pro Wrestling. We cannot, we cannot mistake that that was the reason why, why Omega and the Bucks and Cody decided to call themselves the Elite. Because they don't have the trademark for the Bullet Club. I don't know. If I was Tony Khan, I would be probably with a little bit of a ship in my shoulder. Especially that it w even though he now decided to to have a new some sort of arrangement with Noah, but in one of the biggest shows of the year for Noah, the main event would be. Um, Will be the will be with a guy from WWE called Shinsuke Nakamura when he faces a great Muta. Something makes no sense in this, and I give every single responsibility of this threshold of partnership to Tony Khan. He made an absolutely mockery out of out of Impact, and now. In making an absolute mockery out of New Japan. And honestly, from every metric you want to see, the AEW product is not growing. So I'm gonna dick you loco in your pussy next time. That reminds me, I had a, uh, a club sandwich and a Shibata bun. 
Yeah. Uh, so, uh, thank you. That's what I was thinking. Thank about. you very much, uh, Bruno. That was very good. Um, you appear to have the same issue that I have, where I can't talk on the phone without walking around. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Um, Shibata, of course, uh, that Meltzer said they completely removed his brain out of his head during his surgery and then put it back in there because that's medically possible uh him making it a big return to to wrestling after going through uh, having his brain removed uh is impressive and then of course they have him face off against orange cassidy yeah it's like it, it yeah, they call that surgery the GOP. Yes. it would be like uh okada coming to wb and then being like here's our truth <laughs> so yeah not great and uh yeah I feel you on that didn't they do the exact same thing with Will Osprey? yeah he yeah, faced <laughs> off against Orange Cassidy too the, yeah to me that's like not more egregious because of, I understand Shibata is a legend in Japan but it's more egregious because Osprey is the is the premier guy yeah. now you know what I mean? Where Shibata was the premier guy probably before he got hurt, let's be honest. Most of the time, most companies, when they get a chance to work with somebody who is very good, they have them work with somebody else who's very good in their company. When we had Juice and Thunder Liger come to NXT, he raced worked against Tyler Breeze because Tyler Breeze amazing. worked very well, was a very good wrestler, was hot at the time. And the match wound up being really fucking good. He wasn't a joke at the mm-hmm. time. Good. Tony Khan is playing. That's that. right. Tony Khan has never, ever booked any New Japan talent no. well. So why does this surprise Bruno at all? <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. Yeah. He had the Rainmaker. God knows how much money he had to throw at him. But he put him in a fatal four-way that was forgettable. Yeah, other than the fact that it was Adam Cole's last match. Rest in peace. <laughs> um, why did why would Tony Khan just magically start booking New Japan guys well now? Of course he's going to do shit like this. Um, I will say that um, Shinsuke going to fight uh, Great Muda in Noah is pretty... Uh, amazing. You don't typically see WWE let uh, somebody go over to another promotion, especially a pay-per-view, and and have this dream match because obviously Great Muda is a legend. He owns Noah, so this is kind of easy. But yeah, that that's I think that's a big deal having Nakamura go over there and do some work with Noah, and I think it opens doors for between Japan and WWE. Forbidden door? Maybe. Yeah, we've we've seen them be willing to let talent that they bring in uh, on a new deal still work there, like dates that they've talked about before. Obviously, they had the Hardy Boys take the Raw Tag Team belts to to one of the things that they had already signed up for before they came back. We've we've seen them do that, where they're like, we're we're going to have you honor your commitments. We know that Carl Anderson at some point in time is going to work a match for New Japan. So they can get that belt off of him. We know that's going to happen. Um, so it seems like it's not going to be just 
a quick fucking okay next time you do a taping for tv or stuff like that just get over there get get that belt off it like they're gonna build to something there which is it's cool on wb's part for them to not fuck over another company like that and they're building this whole new storyline out of it too which is awesome because you literally have carl anderson walking around with the fucking belt being like you guys, you guys fucked up. This is my belt. I, I never said I was going to work that date, you know. And then obviously you had uh, his opponent for it be like, yeah, you're not stripping him of that belt because I'm going to take it from him. You know, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Good. We uh, we are winding down here, but I think, Adam, you had a couple more things you wanted to hit before we go. Um, why, why is Roosh so obsessed with Tem? Because um, because uh, what's his name? Oh, Andrade was that was the storyline was he was trying to purchase ten. Um, but now that Andrade is no longer welcome at TV, uh, we just have to move the storyline over to Rouge and pretend nobody right, noticed. Because at least with Andrade, he's like I'm ten times as much as you are. Yeah, you get it. Um, but now, <laughs> but now with Roosh, they're being like, yeah, Roosh is um, Aramaic for ten, maybe. <laughs> well, you'll believe that, right? You believe whatever we tell you. Uh, the only other big thing I had from this week, uh, so Christian uses his TNA theme song. And this week we learned that Jeff Jarrett is using his TNA theme song. So did 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 Tony just purchase the TNA music Seems that library? Way. At some Probably. Point? Yeah, it was only two ninety nine. It was on sale. <laughs> he just he just buys it buys them on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> I was just gonna say I bought the track, I bought the track on iTunes, so I have the rights to it. That's right. Well, you gotta wonder with how often that they've changed hands. If, like, at some point in time there was like a we'll lease this out to whoever or somebody else owns certain songs over that, and you gotta wonder if a couple of those guys didn't own those songs themselves. You know, I can see Jeff Jarrett being that type of prick who's like, "This is my song, but I'm gonna I'm gonna own the rights to it so I can put it on G." CW, GFW, whatever the fuck it's called. What am I calling that thing again? <laughs> GFW. Funny, it, one man's fucking prick is another man's yeah. genius. Uh, Undertaker used to do that with that fucking awful, you done it now. Like, he yeah. paid for that shit. <laughs> you gonna make a big mistake. Well, I mean, call it. Like, he wanted a song written for him. He paid Kid Rock and Limbiscuit yeah. before that. Which so was... you're saying The Undertaker is the one who paid someone to write a song with the lyrics, always kicking asshole's right. ass. Yes, he did. I mean, Got his money Cody Rhodes did the same thing with his song, so... Yes. Yeah, but that song's well. good. Yes. And it's by a That's real true. band. Although, I think, I think the Dead Man song was by... Wasn't it by... No, it wasn't Saliva. Oh. Somebody did that. That was song. Batista. Yeah. Yes. I walk alone. I like that. Miles is like this. Hit a danger. Which, um, if you play Mortal Kombat, I get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> last, my last note this week. That main event, Dynamite. The more I see of Sammy Guevara, the less I enjoy. Hmm. Uh, 
any particular reason? Just because he annoys you, or like you talk about like in ring stuff? It's just get it's it's just it's just, it's just more and more spot monkey bullshit. Uh, Jim Johnson did the Undertaker's "You're Gonna Pay" song. Okay, okay. Per der der, I'm crazy. Let's replay this shooting star press from the top rope to the floor that basically missed all of Brian Danielson except for his left arm. Anyway. Speaking of missing, um, during the opening match of Dynamite, Max Caster, by the way, great rap to start Dynamite this week. Topical, very nice. Lots of uh, bus waiting in that match, right? Yeah. So lots of bus waiting in that match, and there was a point where they did the superplex off the top rope onto everybody on the outside, and then they reset up everybody on the outside to just to another move, and I'm like... <laughs> yes, uh, sort of did a little spinny dive. Yeah, I just... <sighs> Anything else from Raw? I know we touched on Seth. So, is Seth a babyface? I can't tell. Because he's Seth, still a dick. Seth is Seth. Seth is great. You know what? Years and years ago, when when we used to use lower thirds, Troy had a nice little Seth Rollins-inspired logo on his. Yeah, Remember that? That was great. And and Seth is the gift that keeps on giving. I really enjoyed that whole segment this week when Balor came out, and then AJ came out, and then later Seth, on... With, Seth slinked away from the ring. <laughs> he did! He was like, don't mind me, just leaving. Definitely wasn't going to have an open challenge That's right, right now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we talked about the good parts of the opening segment. You want to talk about the stupid part of the opening segment? Of which part? Of which? You have this great fucking promo between the New Day and the Usos. Yeah. Fucking fantastic promo. Fire promo. Uh-huh. Here comes Matt Riddle with his fucking bongos. <laughs> it definitely didn't fit. Like we were getting Not really, at all. we were getting really heated to the point where I thought they were just all gonna start, go, you know, uh, fucking throwing blows. Here but comes instead, Matt Riddle to make you want to hit the bong mm-hmm. jokes. Yeah. You get it, cause. Uh, bong is in bongo. You get it. You get it. Um, credit to it, it, yeah. It just felt so out of place. Yeah. Uh, credit to to Kevin Patrick. He he's he's starting to feel a little bit more comfortable. Things seem to be getting a a little bit more smoother. Like I think he was like a deer in headlights week one, yeah. which is expected. It's fucking Monday Night Raw. If you grew up watching wrestling and now you are the voice of Monday Night Raw, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Patrick also now the new permanent co-host for After Bell. Oh, nice. Nice. We took Vic Joseph out of there. What a we, shame. <laughs> so now we get to hear him call Corey Graves gravy nice. all the time, and it's great. Just amazing. You know what's not amazing, by the way? Booker T on commentary. God, he's he fucking awful. But what can you do? Oh, what do you guys think about them going back to Elba Fire again? I don't know what else you're going to do at this point. I don't know 
what you do with Mandy until WrestleMania weekend. Like I guess I guess that's probably when she would lose the belt. Is that that stand and deliver? Every face have a fire. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Did Nikita and um, Zoe Starks did they Stark. win the tag titles? No, and then uh, Zoe no. turned on her. Yes. Shocking. That belt the belt looked good, and then Nikita sold it really good. So nice. Yeah. So Zoe Stark is a heel. Are you interested? No. 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 Nothing. Nothing about her uh, is interesting to me. And I don't. I don't think that even her turning heel is going to make her any hotter. Because um, at least you might have that, but yeah, she just is meh. She's just there, and you know yeah. what? I, I I feel bad saying this, but it's the truth. She's very forgettable. That's what I'm saying, like if you watch a match, you're just like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, she's she's perfectly acceptable, you know. And you're just like, eh. like I said, she's very much like a uh, like a Mike Enos or Lex Luger in WCW. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anus. Hey, you know, that's not fair. Lex Luger was over as fuck in the '97. Like people loved when he beat over. I, I, I meant personally. Personally, Lex Luger just never did it for me in, in WCW. Like uh, even okay. even when he was doing like Zoe Stark with the tag team belts. But even even when he was doing things, I was just like, I don't, I don't hate you. I just don't you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's I don't know. There there's a couple people like that too, you know, uh, in in modern day wrestling too, where I'm just like, I don't really like you're there, I I see you, but I can I'm just gonna go back to playing on my phone because that's basically almost exactly how I feel about AEW. Yeah, that's the same kind of thing where I uh, I look at the results, but most of it is just like, okay, cool, Brian Danielson beat. Uh, the modern day Stone Cold Steve Austin, yippee! I'm so, I'm so excited. They finally had Dana Branson win something cool. Moving on. Yeah. Um, which is a shame though because apathy is probably the worst thing that's happened to this company this year. Yeah. Because people just stop caring, and that sucks. Because last year, people were like, "Oh, this is awesome! They're bringing in." Danielson, they're bringing in Punk, they're they're doing this, that, and the other thing, and it just felt exciting, and now it doesn't. It's just things happen, and then we go to the next thing, and none of it makes sense, and also some people show up with different haircuts now. It's just like Lance Archer. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not great. So, all right. So, can you imagine if we were still doing the AEW run now? No, and me and Jason talked about this uh, when we did an episode the week before me and you did one last week. Uh, me and you had such passion and excitement when we started the AEW Rundown. You go and you listen to that show, and you go week by week, and you can see it's like a roller coaster, and then it just starts going down. Yep. And and we had fun, but I think we were both pretty sick of the product by the end of it. And that wasn't even the worst. This year has been worse than when we right. stopped. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine us, us trying to no, still do that show? No, I, I, I would just be mad all the time. I mean, I watch it now, and some things... I don't like I said. I thought MJF had a good promo this week. Yo, shocking! MJF had a good promo this week. What else is new? Um, <laughs> but then they follow it with that Malcolm Bivens promo. That was absolutely nothing. Yeah, I don't really like. I'm standing on a street, and you screwed us, and we're mad at you. Is he supposed to be Batman? Like now. I don't get it. Like what's 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 he creep? Oh, he's like, it's on a street and it's dark out. It's creepy. No. I, is that the is that the you're not allowed to dick ride with a license or whatever? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What? I got. I guess. Your worst uh, defense. Your worst defense. Dick riding without a license. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, apparently, you you've been doing it illegally. So. <laughs> apparently, dick riding with a license. Perfectly yeah. okay. Perfectly fine. I, Pardon me, sir. Do you have your dick riding oh, license? Yes, it's right here. I keep it behind my uh my. I just got it yes, renewed. Yes, I keep it behind my punch card for Seven Eleven. Oh, <laughs> Jeff, we we alluded to it about Jeff Jarrett taking a shot at Braun Strowman and what he called for the Banana Nose Circus, which is obviously a shot at Triple H. Um, it does not surprise me at all that those two don't don't like. Yes, each other. because one is a civilized human being and the other is a complete narcissistic asshole. And the other, yeah, one is a civilized human being, the yes. other is Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> um, I was going to say, they probably have been, they came up at the same time. Yeah. Like, in, I'm not even talking about WWF, but just like in wrestling, they came up at the same time, and I'm sure they fucking hate well, each other one, for being what they both one are. Was, right? One was a legit uh, Hall of Famer and a legit main eventer, and the other one thought he was a Hall of Famer and a main eventer and had to create an entire company of his dad, <laughs> around himself. <laughs> to make himself a world champion because even when he was world champion WCW they were just like I guess sure you can have it <laughs> well I, I blame well, yeah. for that because he thought Jeff Jarrett was like the be all end all like look he's the chosen yeah. one he's slap nuts right. alright while everybody else is like you're just here because you're Jerry right. Jarrett's kid pretty much my father did this that was like I know you weren't even trying, but that was such a good round impression. All right. Nice. All right. Thank you to Adam. Yay. And thank you to Sal. Thanks for having me, Drew. And uh, yeah, uh, Adam, send us off.
You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>